How do you run a business with your spouse and still stay married? Eek. I don't know. Yeah. We almost didn't stay married because we ran a business together. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that part. <laughs> so let's, we're, today we're going to talk about right, some, some tips. Some tips around being in business with your spouse and still staying intimate, staying connected, still having that passion, even though you may be working 8, 10, 12 hours with them. Uh, early on, right, when we first met, we actually went into business, straight into business together. I vowed before I had met Skylar that I would never go into business with a partner or a spouse ever again. Months later. Here we go. We're at it. Yeah. Started the business at Temecula, moved to San Diego, and we were working 8, 10, sometimes 12 hours a day together. Oh, morning to night. That's right? all we did. And we loved it. And so we actually had a great experience working together. Yes. And for the first probably, probably year, right? Maybe two years. Oh, multiple years. Yep. Yeah. And then eventually we got to a point where we started to battle. We started to bump heads and it started actually affecting some of our intimacy and our closeness because we, I felt like we were almost becoming just business partners instead of just a married couple, right? We'd work all day in the business, come home, talk about business, and then talk about business more, watch a movie, go to bed, right? Mm -hmm. Because we were just in it. So we want to talk about some things that you can do to avoid uh, making your life all about business. And that's actually tip number one. Do whatever you can do to avoid talking about business outside of the business hours, right? So if you're going on a date night, we actually made it a rule. Yeah. There's no talking about business on date nights. Even when we were excited about the business, we still avoided talking about business. It was so, I, I, I think I bought some cards at one point. We printed out stuff off the internet. But at one point, it was so foreign to not talk about it that we had to actually do research and look up ways and questions we could ask each other because sometimes we just didn't have anything else that we were excited about like other than that. Mm -hmm. That's well, just a great tip in general for, for couples that have been married for a little while, right? Go grab some cards, some questions to just dig deep, right? Talk about your past, your childhood, just fun questions, what you're into uh, because sometimes marriage can get uh, stale or, uh, or a little boring. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it can get boring if you think that you know the person that you're married to and that you've learned them, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I've read that book. But that book is so much more depth. Oh, beautifully. Well, well said. Well said. Well, so much more depth. Has so much more depth. Depth. Death. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so Could have death, death too. It felt like death, I mean, a couple times. But So we're going to go to number two, right? So number one is, right, stop talking about work. Find something else to talk about. Number two is, right, unclear roles, right? What is your role, right? Is your role... And, 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 and let's talk about roles for a minute. Um... I mean, in our company, I feel like we both, for a while, when the company was small, it was easy for us to lead next to each other. But it began to create a lot of confusion as the company grew when someone would come to me and ask me a question, and I would give them one response, and then they would go to Skylar and ask him the exact same question, and they would get the exact opposite response. For the longest time, we thought we were similar. Like, we thought we executed the same way. We thought we were both driven, like, which we were. We were both driven, but we didn't execute the same way. So knowing what your role is will help you not have team confusion because when they don't know what direction you're going because the two different partners operate differently and are going different places, it can create mass confusion within the organization. Yeah, and I think this is a great conversation because, right, who's leading, right? So we run into that with some of our... Um... Uh, graduates from Rise of Kings is their wives sometimes have kind of stronger personalities 
than they do. And so there's this battle that can happen. And that's where some of that role confusion comes into. Well, who's actually leading? The employees are confused. They're probably confused. They're battling it out, trying to see who's actually in charge. I believe that was us in the beginning too. It's funny, when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, we were both leading. We were trying to both be the one in charge in the beginning. Yeah. I had to back down, man. Yeah, you were, you were a tough one for sure. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't know any other way, but it really created a lot of conflict. I mean, at one point we had a consultant come into the company because we wanted to grow the company. And I, we made a rule that I couldn't talk to Skylar directly. Like I was not allowed. He said, oh, if you have something you want to talk about, you can just email me. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to the point where I actually had Jessica email oh, no. me specific things because she would pick apart stuff, right? We, and we'll go into that in the next point. But get clear on who's actually leading yeah. in, the, uh, in the business. So choose a leader. Yeah. Choose a leader. Who is going to be the main leader leading the company, right? Ultimate decisions. Uh, are, are, are ran through this person and who is going to be under them as far as role and hierarchy goes. But even role like on a deeper level is knowing each other's strengths, mm -hmm. right? Because when we both tried to have all hands in all companies, which is point number three, good. Yep. And we didn't play to each other's strengths and actually design our roles off of each other's strengths. There was confusion because you would do one thing in your way. Like Skylar tends to do extremely well with big picture stuff, with big vision, with planning, taking the company to the next level, changing the culture of a company, um, doing all that. But then when he goes to execute something that's very detailed, he does it about 80%. And I'm the exact opposite. So knowing that about each other and putting me in a place where I can handle details and I can support you on the details and me not expecting you to handle those details was critical in our transition because we do things differently. Yeah, and that's so point number three is really uh, really appreciating the strengths yeah. of the other person, right? So you can get clarity based on your strengths. There's some personality assessments. You can do some DISC, DISC yes. personality profiles, which will, you'll get a lot of insight into who's better at what. And then you get clarity on who's going to be leading that company and taking the company to the next level. And so once you do get clear on that, stepping back and saying, okay, cool. So these are our strengths. We're different right? And learning to appreciate each other's differences. Like Jessica mentioned, right? I'm more of a visionary. I can execute at a high level for big picture type things, planning, moving resources, people around, like going in and making big change or coming up with some amazing strategic initiatives. Uh, Jessica is great at executing and the details in between all of those. Like she's incredibly good at details more than my brain she can remember more things than i can it just is what it is and so we would constantly battle she would constantly remind me of all of the things that i was missing and the details that are missing because to her that's the most important part of the business is those details to me the most important part of the business is hiring this key new person that's going to help scale the company it's not that right, that I missed a check mark on one of our contracts or something like that. Even though, so, I, so I've had to learn to improve details, but eventually she sat down and she said, hey, you know what, I actually love, she realized like, Skylar, you actually could, it's a double-edged sword, you can't be, for you to be very detailed on every single piece would take away from your ability to think big picture also. So it's a double-edged sword. But I think that that you shored that up by actually tracking and having metrics. I think that's point number four. Like take the stress off the person 
and have set metrics that you're tracking, have set outcomes, because once you started tracking everything, then there, there, there weren't details that were being missed because we knew what was happening and then someone was assigned to that or someone had to handle it. Yep. And tracking and having set KPIs in our company took so much of the unknown out of it. I think in the beginning when you're just growing, money is a big, big deal and cash flow is a big deal. But all we ever did was look at a P&L. You know, every once in a while we're like, okay, there's money in the bank. Like we judged our success in our business based on us having money in the bank, not actually knowing if we were profitable that month. Yep. Right. Cause we don't get paid for a while on some of our jobs. And we were very, um, immature with how we ran our business in the very beginning. But once you put those things in place and you gave us a groundwork to run off of, then I didn't have to be so nitpicky about all the details because I knew, okay, we're profitable or we're not profitable and this is what we're going to do about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think definitely having metrics and KPIs and building out uh, guardrails, right? So typically what happens with businesses um, is an, an ownership the owner's either more of a visionary, big picture thinker or more operationally focused, right? More focused on operations and executing and the details. And so my, I'm, a, I'm more of a big picture thinker, even though, right, I've learned and I've had to get very good at details. So I'm incredibly detailed now. It's taken me years to start to develop that skill because uh, I've realized how important it is. But I think, I think there's always, so getting clear on who you are in in this in this picture right are you more of a visionary or are you more operationally focused and then take those roles ceo more visionary more big picture right operations manager general manager more 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 focused on operations and executing and so then once you're clear on those building out those scoreboards those those metrics those kpis that will help you uh, do that and then if you're a visionary start to build guardrails right guardrails that will help you execute right if you know that you're you forget some things sometimes or maybe you're not as detailed have people in place that will catch those details that are missed or have processes in place that will catch those details that are missed. And then learning to love on the other person, right? So explain how you actually, how did you handle that when I, when I missed details and what was your big shift around that? Um, I just had to become okay that we're different, right? I, I somehow had this unconscious way of being that I expected you to be like me. Like I just had unrealistic expectations that we were going to do things the same way and that my way was right. So I had a lot of ego involved in the beginning and I had to let go of that because I can either be happy or I can be married or I can either be right or I can be married, right? You can't be happy or married. Well, is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I can either be right or I can be married and I didn't, I wanted to be married. Like, so yeah, I, something yeah. had to change because I was creating a lot of conflict. And the fifth point, so that leads to the fifth point. So the fifth point is that you sometimes you need outside help. You need someone outside of you two to come in and give guidance. Because yep. yep. when we brought, we brought um, a coach in, and I started to mention it in the beginning, but it was at a very conflicted point. Like we couldn't have a conversation with each other around a couple key topics without us totally blowing up. Like I couldn't even just say a name and it would just create massive conflict. So we needed someone from the outside to come in and help give us perspective and ground us, reground us on where we were going because we couldn't have gotten out of that problem. Like that would have really, really taken a toll on our marriage, like in a big way, more than what it already did if we wouldn't have had outside help come in and redirect where we were going, where we were going with the company. That's huge. That was huge, right? That was yeah. pivotal. We brought a consultant in that 
really helped us start to build out some of our processes and helped us start to work on our own executive leadership styles and our behaviors and our communication, how we showed up with the team, like really dove deep into how we were showing up as the leaders of the company. And then also allowed us to work out our partnership differences and give us some space to have a third party that could be involved and kind of almost mediate. And it wasn't that bad where they were mediating, but they were helping to, right, this, this guy was helping to point us in the right direction yeah. of where we could both be focused on instead of focusing on our weaknesses or what we didn't like and the different styles or what, where we thought we should go. But he was actually guiding and saying, no, actually, this is where you guys should go. Let's all work together as, as a team. Um, so that was huge hiring an outside person. I love that. So we hope that these um, five tips give you a little bit more hope being in business with your spouse because it's not easy. Marriage alone isn't easy, let alone living and being with that person that you're married to 24 seven and running a business with them because it's stressful. There's stress that comes in in business. So if you got any value out of this, I would love to hear the point that hit home most to you. So comment below with the point that you um, want to implement or want to change or whatever affected you out of what you heard today. And be sure to hit the like button, subscribe because more videos like this are going to continue to come out on a regular basis. You rock. <laughs>